welcome back to the show, guys. It's a pleasure as always being being back here. I really am falling in love with this this podcast. I really am just falling in love with it. There's times where I am met with a resistance of doing it. It's happened once or twice, um, but I always find that as soon as I just press like record, I'm just like, ah, yeah, we're back here, and I love it. It's beautiful. And I do think there is a message in that unintentionally. I do feel like there actually is a message in that there where I know that there was a couple of podcast episodes ago when I talk about, you know, just doing the thing or the magic that you're avoiding or the magic that you were wanting is in the work that you were avoiding. And yeah, I feel like that's a lesson within that there off topic. Anyways, that isn't the intention behind, <clears throat> behind the episode dear. What my intention behind the episode actually is today is the whole message and philosophy. And I really feel like now, based on science, fact that, you know, ultimately, if we're wanting the quality of our life to improve, more specifically, you, you know, if you want the quality of your life to improve, then you get to actually improve the quality of yourself. You know, and I think it really does come down to firm understanding and awareness of just how much of a creator we actually are in the life that we are living. And, you know, that's why I always sign off the end of my podcast. You know, your mind is the creator, you are the observer, and life can change in an instant the moment you decide to change. You know, I think as soon as we begin to grasp an understanding that we actually do have a part to play in the life that we live. And we do have the power and ability to change the quality of the life that we live ultimately because we can change the quality that we're actually given to our life. You know, ultimately we can improve and optimize and expand, you know, our ways of operating, you know, the way that we wake up in the morning, what we choose to do with our time, the decisions that we make, you know, the habits that we enforce, you know, as soon as those things start to improve, as soon as we start to change and tweak the way that we've been doing things, and if we just have the basic point of awareness of just becoming aware of where we are, of who we are, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the sides of the things which we are often in denial about ourselves, you know, like, do I really do that? I don't do that. Or is this really happening? No, that's not really happening. Like, is it really that bad? You know, and I am focusing and shifting towards the quote unquote negative side of the spectrum because, you know, there are the ugly sides to our life. And I really do feel like when they flourish, a lot of our life will begin to flourish as well. And, you know, I really do believe that when we do improve and optimize and elevate the input, our input in particular into our life, we start to treat our bodies with more love and respect. We start to feed it quality nutrition. We improve our diet. We start to implement more exercise or just exercise in general or more consistent exercise. We begin to expand our mindset in whatever we shape or form, whether that be through reading a book, listening to a podcast, having a conversation with somebody who has results that you would like in your life and somebody who you well respect, you know, improving yourself in that way and 
choosing to improve the quality of your sleep, you know, implementing a routine. You know, it's not to say you've got to get up at five o'clock and do a cold shower. Although I do think there's a lot of science backing the the benefits of those things, which is a journey that I'm currently on right now where I am choosing to get more dialed in with morning and nightly routines and getting back onto the disciplined bandwagon of, you know, eating the frog early in the morning where simply just a metaphor of doing the uncomfortable thing first. And I do believe those things ultimately combined with improving the quality of our thoughts. I think that also is a big part of playing it as well, you know, because those physical actions, they improve the physical and which will ultimately have an effect on the emotional, which will then allow you to then think more positively in the mental. But Alongside doing the physical actions, you know, if the mental side of ourselves doesn't change, then reality is not very much will change. Yes, objectively, things in our outer reality might change and we might acquire more tangible goods. But ultimately, the internal, the subjective reality, it's going to be not very nice because the mental model of our reality is negative. So... I really do believe alongside doing the physical, doing the workouts, doing the diet, doing the meditation, reading the books, listening to the podcasts, you know, having great conversations, surrounding yourself with good people, nourishing your body, loving yourself, all those things. But I do feel like implementing within that the the mindset element of things as well and treating ourselves better in the form of thought as well. You know, become an observant of the thoughts that we are thinking and ask our, asking ourselves, you know, is this thought, how, how, why am I actually thinking this thought? Is this thought serving me? Is this thought uplifting me? Is this thought, you know, no matter how true and justified it is, just, is it any good? And I think a lot of the times what we'll do, we'll often fantasize and use our imagination to visualize negative case scenarios, play out negative scenarios in our mind about events which may or may not have happened, of things which we don't want, of things which we aren't proud of or things which just ultimately destroy self-love and self-confidence and self-esteem. And it just takes us out of the, the positive element of life. So I do also believe improving the mental aspect of our life, you know, in the form of quality of thought, I do feel like that is also a big part of playing that. And when those things begin to change, you know, fundamentally, when we change, life changes. Because when we change the input, the output will change. And there's a there's a quote yet again from the 5EM Club. Honestly, if you haven't already, you need to read this book. And if you do get the book, please tag me in it. Share it with me on your on your stories. There's a particular part in this which is why I actually felt inspired and felt a calling to speak about this particular subject today. And it comes from a passage in the book. And funnily enough, the page number is 222. I wonder what the the angel number behind that is. That angel number, by the way, if you Google that right now, pause the video, Google that, or do it after the video, that angel number is meant for you as well, right? Just as much as me as it is for you. But there's a particular part in that, on this page, sorry, and I just want to read a quick section of it out <clears throat> because it really is powerful stuff. 
So say I say it says, say you don't need to receive success and influence only. No, sorry. Say you don't receive success and influence only because of what you want. You attract it into your life based on who you are as a person and as a producer. Private desire without personal development is like dreaming of having a gorgeous garden but not planting any seeds. We magnetize ourselves to excellent rewards by raising the value of ourselves. I just want to read that again, and I want to actually dissect it a little bit because there is some extreme power in that. So the first part of it here where it says, see, you don't receive success and influence because of what you want. You attract it into your life based on who you are as a person and as a producer. And I think, you know, so often in life, we can just fall into the trap of wishful thinking, which I do feel is a form of a victim mentality where we aren't aware that we can actually have that thing. And we'll often just wish it and we'll just say that we want it. And fundamentally, when we begin to understand that we don't get what we want in life, you know, we get what we are, you know, because so many people want a healthy body. So many people want to look good. So many people want to be financially free or financially independent. You know, so many people want things. Everybody wants things. But in life, we don't get what we want. You know, the difference between a person who has the money, who has the relationships, who has the body, who has the lifestyle, who has the things that we'll often want, the only difference between somebody who has it and somebody who doesn't is the person who has it, who has it, is operating in a way which accumulates and attracts those things. So for somebody who has a great body, right? And for somebody who hasn't, they both want the same thing. They both want the great body, but the person who wants it isn't operating in a way which attracts that result, meaning they'll often fantasize it, fantasize about it or just think about it often, but they'll neglect exercise. They'll neglect the diet. They'll constantly see yes to the things which... Uh, diminishing and depleting the the physical mastery and the physical greatness, the, the physique and the health, it's declining. The person who has the body, the person who has the health, they choose in those moments to do the difficult thing. At first, it'll be difficult, but they'll choose to go to the gym, they'll choose to implement the exercise, they'll choose to do those things. You know, so they both want the same thing. One has it, one doesn't. So we don't get what we want, we get what we are. And when we begin to operate in a way which is in harmony with the result, over a certain period of time, we will then attract it into our life because we are it. And it's fundamentally when we do begin to get an understanding of energy. You know, Nikola Tesla said, um, the moment you begin to think of life at energy and frequency and vibration, that's the moment you understand the key to life. And that was Nikola Tesla. That man was a genius. And if we do think about it purely on an energetic basis, the law of attraction, you know, like attracts like. But the, the law of attraction, it's a secondary law. It's not a primary law. It's a secondary law. That's an effect of something. You can only attract into your life that you are in vibrational harmony with, right? So the primary law of the universe is the law of vibration. That decrees everything in the universe vibrates. Nothing rests. Everything moves. You know, this desk that I'm resting on right now, if I was to put this under a a microscope, you know, I would be 
able to see the the energy particles just dancing, dancing about. Same with the bricks, same with steel. You put it under a microscope, you will begin to see particles of energy when you get that far enough into it. You will begin to see particles of energy just bouncing. And the more solid something is in form, the faster the vibration is, right? We vibrate. Everything is energy, and that's all there is to it, right? That's what Einstein said, the physicist. We are a mass of molecules in a high state of vibration. We are energy. We are quite literally energy. You are energy. And depending on the vibration, depending on the frequency, which is just a level of vibration, depending on the frequency that you were operating on with your thoughts, feelings, and actions, is going to determine what you attract into your life in the form of an experience, in the form of people, and in the form of results. So if on a vibrational level, you were operating on a frequency which is not in harmony with the results that you want, then you were never going to get it because vibrationally, you're not in harmony with it. And by law, you cannot attract it. Think of it like a radio station. You know, sound also vibrates, right? Primal law of the universe, everything vibrates, nothing rests, everything moves. Sound also vibrates. So the, the best way that I could try and help you understand the analogy is that if you think about the way that a radio station works, right? Let's say, for those of you in the UK, we've got Capital FM, right? Which is just a, a, a radio uh, station. Now, Capital FM, I don't know what the number is, but let's just say it's 97.7 FM, right? Let's say that is the frequency that that sound is vibrating at, which is essentially saying that this is the station that it's on, which is Capital FM. That vibrates at a frequency that's 97.7 FM. Now, you can't tune in to that frequency and expect Radio 1 to play it because Radio 1 operates on 77.7 FM. So you can't tune in to one station and expect the other station to play. You can't tune in to an EM frequency, EM radio, and expect FM to play it, it just cannot happen. It cannot happen. You will never tune in to Capital FM and have Radio 1 accidentally play it unless they change the name of the station. The frequency remains the same. And within that, you wouldn't get into your car and have and, and press play on the radio and you see Capital FM on the screen because you're tuning in at 97.7 FM. You wouldn't then begin to look at your radio in frustration and annoyment and anger and aggression and stress because it's not paying Radio 1. You wouldn't. And if you got into a car and somebody was stressed over that and then they started potentially beating up the radio, started hitting it, they started swearing and get angry and aggressive and frustrated and just flustered. And then you find out it's because Capital FM's playing and they're annoyed because Radio 1 isn't playing. You know, that wouldn't happen. And if that did happen... You'd think, are you actually okay? Okay, great. Yeah, Capital FM's playing because you're tuning into that frequency. Here you go. Let's let's change the station, yeah? Let's retune the station. Let's tune into 77.7 FM. Boom, there you go. Radio 1's playing. You know, that analogy, right? Hopefully that analogy makes sense. That's how sound works, right? That's how a radio works, right? That is how it works. We operate the same. Our life is just a level of frequencies, 
It's just the level of frequencies and the higher the vibration that we're operating in and the higher the emotion is, I think the, the most potent and highest vibration that we can emit is love, faith. Those two things are love and faith. When we give off, when we feel those emotions, that's the vibration that we are sending off, which means that's the frequency that we are operating on which means that we will then attract as a result of that, the people, circumstances, situation, and events, which make us feel more of that feeling. Why? Because we're in harmony. So what might that look like? That might look like attracting the girl and the relationship, the body, you know, the, the business, the money, you know, whatever it is, you will then start to attract the circumstances, situations, people, and events, which will allow you to then feel and bring on and evoke more of those feelings that you are feeling. If you're tuning into capital FM, which is love, peace, high self-confidence, high self-esteem, gratitude, faith, when you're operating on that frequency, which is a form of an action and behavior, that looked like getting up when your alarm goes off, committing to your promises, keeping your word to yourself, turning up for yourself, going to the gym, eating the food, you know, doing the things which light your soul on fire and which are ultimately improving you. That's what the action will look like manifest on that frequency. So that's capital FM. But if we're operating on radio one, which is a low frequency, and the lower the vibrations go, it's like depression, resentment, envy, anger, frustration, you know, all those low level vibrational emotions, right? Well, then we're operating on a lower frequency. And the behavior manifest as that will look like overindulgent in non-nutritional food, like overindulgent. Not having a treat, but overindulgent to the point where it's not even a treat. That is just your diet. It's obs obsessing over takeaways, obsessing over um, just shitty foods, alcohol, fizzy pop, you know, overindulging in those things, sitting on your ass and playing Xbox all the time or watching Netflix or just smoking a load of weed or taking a load of drugs, you know, constant arguments in your relationships. No fulfillment at work, feeling like everything's going your way. You know, all of those things, you know, that's what the, the behavior and the results will look like manifest. Why? Because that is the frequency that you were operating on and you were then attracting as a result of that, scientifically, quantifiably, you are now attracting and in harmony with those circumstances, situations, people and events because of the frequency that you were operating on, which is the feelings that you are feeling, which is done through the thoughts that you were thinking and the actions that you were taking on a day-to-day -day basis. So really, when we want the quality of our life to improve, right? If we want the external to improve, what do you think has to improve in that equation in order for that to happen? What do you think's got to improve? What do you think's got to change? Hopefully, you're starting to get it now. It's you. It's me. It's us. It's we. In order for the quality of our life to improve, we've got to improve. And that's why in the book, Robin Sharma says, see, you don't receive success and influence because of what you want. You attract it into your life based on who you are. Based on who you are. The next part within that I mentioned, you know, private desires without personal development. 
is like dreaming of having a gorgeous garden but not planting any seeds. Those inner things that you desire of, which you'll think of most often during the day, that'll usually spring into your mind. Those things coming into your mind, right? Without doing the development, without doing the growth, without listening to the podcasts, without watching the YouTube videos, without reading the books, without actually taking action, learning a lesson and going again and learning from people about the results that you want. Without doing those things, that's like wanting this beautiful garden abundant and rich in color and flower and beauty but just standing at the doorway looking at it and not planting the seeds not getting the fertilizer not digging up the soil it's just looking at it and wanting it but not doing anything to get it and i feel like that is usually when we will suffer the most i feel like that's what suffering is where on a mental level we want a certain thing but on a physical level we're not doing the thing And the final part on it, he said, we magnetize ourselves to excellent rewards by raising the value of ourselves. When we become more valuable as a person to the marketplace, when we begin to develop and hone in and improve and optimize and just acquire high-performance skills, we become a good person, we have great attitudes, right? We will become a magnet to the rewards we will become a magnet to it. That's just how it goes. So in order for the quality of your life to improve, you get to operate on a different frequency. So I feel like the starting foundational point within that is first getting clarity on who it is that you want to be and the life that you want to live. Get that clarity. What radio station do you want to experience? What radio station do you want to have playing? What's going to be your capital FM? What does that look like? Who do you look like? How are you operating? What's the quality of the life that you were living? And I see that because I've quite literally, if you're watching the YouTube video, I know that it says the 11th of October, but that's just because sometimes I will journal, sometimes I won't, and I don't want to waste pages. So I find myself in the past. Um, but I've literally just wrote this out watching a Bob Proctor video. And he said, don't continue on to the next video until you've done this thing. And this was me writing in present tense, the person who I decided to become, the, the, the version of myself that makes me feel proud. And it's a person which I'll often think about during the day. And if I'm not behaving in that way, I'll, I'll feel a certain way. I'll know that I'm acting out of alignment. But I've also included within that the, the life that I'm living in present tense. I'm not going to get into it on this episode. This is going to be a future episode whereby I explain the reason why. But when you begin to give yourself the, the foundational checkpoint, the reference point of the station that you're going to be operating with, because we become what we think about. And if what we're thinking about is the person who we desire to become, the life that we desire to live, what we think and feel and act and see it as if it already is, as if we already are, as if we're already living that way, then we need to understand the subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between anything that's given to it with emotion as being real or imagined. And it acts on what it's given. So if we are feeding ourselves the thoughts and the, the images of this 
ideal version of ourself, this ideal version of our life, and we back it with emotion and action, then we will become it. We will act on it. We will act on that image. That's how the subconscious mind works. But it's also powerful because it's going to give you the reference point. When your back's up against the wall, you have the reminder, I am this person. When you're given the temptation to go down the path of least resistance, you've got a reference point. Hold on. No, no. I'm not that person anymore. If we're stopping smoking, it's not that. No, no. I'm stopping smoking. It's I don't smoke. Updating the identity, right? It makes it easier when it comes to making the decisions in those moments. It makes it easier to say no. It makes it easier to say yes. Because this is who I am. I get up when the alarm gets off. Why? Because this is who I am. I keep my promises to myself. Why? Because this is who I am. I go to the gym regardless if I will fail. Why? Because this is who I am. This is how I live. This is how I operate. And just aligning our thoughts, feelings, and actions with the future version of ourself and our life. What we're then doing when we begin to when we begin to think, act, and feel as if we are that person, as if we are living that way, as if that reality is, or if that future is, as if that future is the present. Well, then what we are doing, we are raising our vibration. And when we raise our vibration, we will then, by law, attract things with higher levels of vibrations, right? And the higher the level of vibration means more love, more peace, more joy, more abundance, more happiness. All of those things are high, high levels of vibration. You can measure those feelings and emotions. You can measure them. The more potent, they're a higher level of vibration, they're a higher frequency. So when we begin to think, act, and feel on a higher frequency, we start turning up for ourselves. We have the clarity on who it is that we want to become, the life that we want to live. We act as if we are that person. We visualize that life on a day-to-day -day basis, and we then take the aligned action, thinking the thoughts, feeling the feelings, taking the action consistently, persistently over an elongated period of time then we will then start to attract the people, circumstances, situation, and events, which make that vision a reality, which will then allow us to fail more of the feelings that we're failing. Why? Because we're a magnet and we attract what we're in harmony with. So hopefully that's made sense. Hopefully that's made sense. And I really have felt the need to share that because it was a bit of an eye-opener for me and it was just a reminder for me as well because I still need to hear those things as well. I still need to hear all this stuff. And I love hearing them. Because there's times where I will drift and I will wander. And I know that lately I have been. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I had a powerful conversation with a really good friend of mine. Um, somebody who I actually look up to. I actually see him as a bit of a, a bit of a mentor. He's a bit older than me as well. And I actually just see him as a bit of a mentor. And I just shared it with him today in the sauna. Well, he was coming out of the sauna. I was coming out of the shower. And we just had a powerful conversation. Just open conversation, man to man. And... I just shared with them, look, I feel like I've lacked a bit of clarity lately, a bit of direction and feeling, feeling a little bit lost. Um, and I, I go through that. I go through that. Even though I know all of this stuff and he gave me some great advice. Give me some great advice and it was that, hopefully something which you take with yourself as well. It's that don't place the feelings and the emotions on that future thing and say that I'm going to feel these emotions when I get that thing, which is what I was doing. And I was operating with the mentality of, you know, when I get this thing, that's when I'll feel this way. And that's just like chasing the sunset. You know, the more you chase it, the further away it's going to get. And that was an eye opener for me. 
So when you are on that pursuit, when you are on that journey, don't forget to celebrate and recognize who you are, where you are, the journey, the process. And enjoy where you are right now. You don't have to hate where you are to change where you are. And I wouldn't advise you to do that. Find the love in where you are. Find the gratitude. Be grateful for where you are. And then just pursue becoming the person that you want to become and living the life that you want to live. I really do feel like that is when we will start to feel more peace, when we are in alignment. And when we do just breathe and reflect and look where we are and appreciate where we are truly because this moment that you're in right now, you're going to look back at and you're going to reminisce over. Think about points in your life where you will look back at, you will reflect on, and you will feel a sense of borderline, not really sadness, but just reminiscence. And you feel those feelings and emotions again. And you just miss them. You really miss them. And you wish you were back in them. You know, when you were in those moments, you didn't feel that feeling. When those moments go and come to pass and you reflect, that's when you feel the feelings. And fast forward five years time, 10 years time, 50 years time, you look back on this moment in life that you're living in right now and you'll feel those emotions. You'll reminisce. And I do feel like it's a valuable lesson within it to just appreciate where you are, love where you are, be inspired about where you are, be grateful for where you are and who you are. And then ground yourself in who you want to become, the life that you want to live, get clarity on the reason why, you know, and do them through your lens. Like, what do you want? Like, you. Not what does your partner want? Not what does your family want? Not what do you think you should want based on what they think you should want? You know, like, what do you want? What lights your soul on fire when you think about it or when you think about doing it? Or when you do it, you feel that certain way. You know, what are those things? And, Write them down in present tense that you've got them and just commit to it. Make a decision to pursue those things and achieve those things and actualize those things. Make a commitment to yourself to do that. And just do it. Just do it. So I hope you found value in this. I really hope you found value in this. And as always, you know, if you do, please share it, you know. And yet again, if you are new, I love you. Welcome to the Value Vault podcast. Um, and if you're returning, I love you in abundance for choosing to return again. And if you are sharing the show, my love and gratitude extends to you even more. Honestly, it's, it just makes me so grateful with that. I really do love it. Um, and I really do appreciate it more than anything. And it really does inspire me to keep going, knowing that, right, okay, people are listening. Even if it's one person, it might just be you listening to this right now. And if you find value in this, that's enough to keep me going. That's enough to keep me going. And yeah, I love saying it. I love saying it. So I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you listening to this, whether it be your first time showing up or you're just one of the OJs and you keep turning up. If you're sharing it, I love you. I'm grateful for you. And yeah. I'm just grateful for all of this. I do have um, a guest coming on and it's going to be some power. I'm going to be recording it on Thursday. That's going to be power. And I'm really looking forward to that. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, 
And as always, to sign off the show, just remember, hopefully I've reiterated the point in this, that your mind is a creator. You are the observer. And your life can change in an instant the moment that you decide to change. Peace out, big love. See you on the next episode.